Well, hello, everybody. Hey. Another episode of Work Hacks with Bossy Skirt. How the heck is everybody? Go. Good. Good. That was yeah. a heavy sigh. Time. I know. I'm a little. I'm a little tired today. A little exasperated. I don't know. It feels feeling... like it's been like a full week already. Yeah. yeah that's how I'm feeling too. And it's. Well, we won't tell you what day of the week it is. <laughs> it's Tuesday. A, that would be a tell. It's always Tuesday. Mm. Every day is Tuesday. <laughs> I think Tuesdays are like my least favorite day. Because it's not Monday, but it's not. It's not any it's better. It's not hump day. Yeah. <laughs> What's the new best tweet? Tuesday, the easiest way to kill your Friday. Right? <laughs> so true. Well, hopefully we're going to make everybody's lame-ass Tuesday go a little bit faster today. So I was thinking, after creeping Alana's impressive social profile. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm a creep. Which one? <laughs> LinkedIn? Uh... Actually, I'm not even sure where I saw it all because I was like looking at it all at once. Okay. You are the side hustle. What do you want me to do? What did she tell me to do? <laughs> you just slide your mic a little closer. Oh, there God, go. I feel like I'm so loud. <laughs> okay. It might be your headphone monitor. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can adjust it, that far left knob, right? Oh my God, so much better. Is that better for you? Jesus, there yes. There we go. I can only stand myself in small doses. <laughs> uh, we need you a little bit more. <laughs> Today, I thought we could talk about side hustles. Because, see, now you're laughing. Yeah. You almost I like spit it, your coffee at me. Because I'm wearing my t-shirt that I get to go to work in tonight Which <laughs> after this. Which cracked me up because when you noticed the top of my notes said side mm-hmm. hustles and I noticed yeah. that was one of I'm yours. bartending tonight at the music theater. So talk to us a little bit about all the stuff you have going on, but more importantly, why? Okay, first question, all the stuff I have going on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I work here uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at newradiomedia.com. Uh, I am a producer for the Craig Folly Show. Um, so that is, uh, what I do that directly relates to what I went to school for most recently for broadcasting. Um, I also bartend at the Royal Oak Music Theater. I've been in the hospitality industry, service industry, whatever you want to call it, um, for 10 years now. So (laughs) it's a black hole. It sucks you in just because the cash is so... Easy. easy, you know. Um, yeah, I I'll, I also am a drama teacher for um, it is a independent contractor position um, through Drama Kids International. Uh, it's a company based out of Australia, and uh, they they have uh, like business owners. You can just basically start your own uh, franchise okay. of the company, and I work for um, the Oakland County. Uh, Chapter? Jurisdiction or, yeah, chapter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I teach uh, after-school drama classes to elementary school children on uh, two days out of the week. Okay. So that's three jobs you've listed so far. Yes. But then you also do performance. Yes, I have a degree from Eastern Michigan University in theater. So I am um, currently... Uh, working at Slipstream Theater in Ferndale as their resident stage manager slash, slash assistant director. Okay, so, I'm sorry, that's four jobs. Yes, yeah, so you I've got go, four girl. jobs. Yeah. Wow. Um, now, do all of them feel like jobs, or is it no. fair to say that the no, Royal? And I was just uh, I was just actually saying this last night to uh, my uncle because he was like, 
you know, and my, he just wants to know, like, why do you do this to yourself? Which is basically your next question, right? Why are you working so many jobs? Well, I, I'm doing all these jobs first and foremost because they're things that I want to do, right? That I enjoy doing, but neither one of them necessarily pays me the money that I need in order to, you know, meet my bills. So that's actually (laughs) where I wanted to go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I think of side hustles in two categories, right? There are uh, the multi um, work paths that many of you guys are following. In fact, I think when we all first met each other, that was one of the first things we talked about. And I'm like, Jesus, what about that stereotype? You guys being lazy when you guys are all working multiple jobs. So there's that, right? Where you just have to make ends meet, and so you're going to do as many jobs as possible. But the other thing, and the thing that gets all the press, is the side hustle, which is your passion project, right? Mm -hmm. Where you've got hobbies or interests and stuff that you do on the side, and maybe you are or aren't doing it for money. Mm -hmm. But chasing that Mm -hmm. uh, seems to me that it's almost like, okay, I'm going to do my day job, or my day jobs, in your case, Mm -hmm. to make as much money as possible. But then on the side, I'm going to be pursuing the stuff I actually want to do that feeds my soul to see if that can become, hopefully at some point, an earning stream as well. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's voiceover work. That's the kind of stuff that I really want to get into. So doing those kinds of things like in my spare time that I can find, you know, opportunities, freelance opportunities and things like that. Um, I've only been able to uh, work with a couple opportunities as far as like uh, audio drama podcast type thing. Um, that was really fun. Not paid, but a great experience. And I'm actually building my own home studio right now. That way I can continue to like submit audition like demo reel type things. To, so is voiceover work where your where your passion lies? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because I feel like it definitely combines like both of my skill sets with theater and with broadcasting. So I think that the uh, well before I jump into Bossy's Chris advice, do you guys have any? Whoa! Uh, any Either side hustles? Any side hustles you care to oh, talk yeah. about? Hobbies, On my weekends, passions. my weekends usually consist of working. Um, I do aquariums. I take. I, I, um, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> we take. I take care of saltwater fish, freshwater fish uh, for a small business that I got hired in when I was sixteen. <laughs> like, like forever said, ago, yeah. Yeah, and I'm still. I'm still doing it. Um, do I want to be there all the time? Not really. I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm just there to make the money. And so you don't love fish. <laughs> I, I, I used to. I still do. I mean, honestly, I, I it was something I did that, like, when I was growing up, I always had fish tanks, and I liked that. And that and was you kind fish. of. And I fish. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a sportsman. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I like the. I actually like it. It's just. So a you matter. nurture them and you kill them. Oh. <laughs> hey, I don't. I don't need them. I let them go. <laughs> okay. Catch and release. Yeah. yeah, catch and release. But I think it was one of the things I noticed there is like. It was almost too much because it was one of those things like it was my pet, like my hobby. It was something that I did as a young when I was younger, like setting up saltwater tanks. And then I did it every day and it got too much. And I was like, this isn't not this is not actually my passion. Burning out your hobby. Exactly. But it is it is a little bit, but it's okay because now I think I find that I was able to put myself out of the actual making it my hobby. And just say this is my job, and this is I enjoy doing it now that I yeah. got rid of all the fish stuff on the side. <laughs> I'm just I don't mind doing it, but I need it to make the money, make ends meet. I mean that's okay. It seems like there's not a lot of um, full time jobs out there right now. It seems like everything. I mean obviously everything starting tends to be part time, but even if you're out there looking for a full time job, it's it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's collecting all of their part-time experiences to cobble together. A and right. I'd love to do. I'd love to do this 
full time as my passion, but like you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta work for that. So yeah. it's. And Kelsey, you got a you got a side hustle slash passion project slash hobby that you would like to monetize at some point. Um, I do actually. I have a lot of inspirations and dreams, so I kind of try to categorize them to like what's most achievable first. You're so pragmatic. Jesus. <laughs> well, anyways, so obviously I love what I do here. I went to school to study the broadcast industry. I liked media more so than broadcast per se, but it kind of all snowballs back in together. Audio, video, movies, podcasts, radio shows. Media. It's, yeah, it's it's to entertain the people, to, you know, no matter what's going on in your life here, cheer up somebody's day who's listening or watching somewhere else. So when I'm not here... I've started picking up on independent film projects that I go help work on, whether it's extra work, lighting, sound work. I did two of them over the course of like the summer to the fall now that just started, and I'm very excited about it. But as far as other jobs and passions right now, I'd like to own, own, hone. Hone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Increase my skills with what I'm doing now. I've done, I've done security work. I've done, you know, carporting. I've done the fast food stuff and... I hated it. I hated all of it. I wasn't happy. And here I feel like I can actually genuinely be myself. When I'm making movies, I feel like I can actually genuinely be myself. And that's what makes me happy. So Yeah. <clears throat> In your heart, I think you're a content creator. That's how you're going to express yourself. Probably why you like media more than broadcasting. So, that, so I think this is... First of all, fantastic, because so many times we talk in here and you guys bust every stereotype out there. And then every once in a while, you guys land right in the heart of it, which I've, is that... I have a question for you. Oh, absolutely. Because I have a side hustle, too. I was going to say, how do you feel about the people that are Ubering and lifting? And would you consider that a side hustle? Absolutely. I thought so as well. Are you are you an Uber lifter, My too? My car is too crappy. They wouldn't take me. Uh, <laughs> I tried. Join the club. I tried. Yeah. Why not? If you're not doing something on the weekend, open up your, your, your tab. Go save drunk people from make, driving home from the bars. They, they make some sick. good money doing sick. that, too. Yeah. It's not something. like the company doesn't detail your car after, you know, like... Absolutely. One of the best, uh, I love to talk to my Uber drivers, and I travel quite a bit for a living in this one. I will never forget his story. So he is actually a construction foreman, and he was working in a city that they were replacing all of the windows in a huge skyscraper. And so that was a full-time job. He didn't live in that city, but he was there for like four months, stuck there managing his team. Well, all the workers would have gotten drink every night. And he's like, you know, as the boss, I really don't want to go out and drink with them every night. It's not appropriate, but mm -hmm. I've got all this time to kill. What do I do? So he started Uber driving. And he was making, he, so he would Uber every night from 6 to midnight, made all this money. And of course, he's stuck in the city working, so all he did was sock it away. And I'm like, that is such a brilliant use mm -hmm. of your free time. Right? Yeah. Unless, like, the company itself takes a bunch of money away from, like, your profits and pockets it. I think that's a, a great thing to do on the side for mm -hmm. a lot of people. If you have the transportation, you have a license, and you need extra money. Absolutely. And you're helping other people ultimately as well. Yeah. You just got to watch out for all the creepers out there nowadays. What do you mean? <laughs> like two in ten stories about Uber Uber drivers or passengers are horror stories. Mm. Like what? I... Oh, I'll get back to you on this one. I'm, I, 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 she I, needs to do some Googling. Yeah. Right. yeah, but it's happened. You have like the, the, the driver that... Oh, you guys, please pick up and help me on this if I you get, remember. I but get he what was you're like, saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He was trying, <laughs> trying to pick up like 
really intoxicated women oh, make them even sicker. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know if he was trying well, to drug them or what, but to God the point for where... Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think Uber and Lyft both have now, like, really yeah. intense Lyft, Lyft not so much Uber, but... And, but you know, when they first and, came out. And, yeah, and because I, I don't want to get in trouble for doing any ride-sharing bashing, I mean, that's true with almost every occupation, right? You can sure. have a creepy massage therapist yeah. or yeah. a creepy it's, yoga It's the people, teacher. not the company. I don't yes, want to yes, yes, exactly throw any negative shade at Uber live because I think what they're doing is awesome. You just got to be careful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, the answer to the question is, are you an Uber driver? Does that make you an entrepreneur or side hustler? <laughs> Absolutely. So clearly we're going to dedicate this entire show to this topic because I didn't even get to the stuff I wanted to say because you guys have so many awesome things going on. So when we come back, I want to give you some thoughts on how you can channel this energy into hopefully something that becomes a revenue stream for you. All right. Okay. I will see you on second. <laughs> And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. Ah, low-budget movie version. 60s TV version. Early 2000s high school pseudo-adaption that eventually grows into the geek we all know and love version, yeah? I'm getting paid a lot of money to be here, so listen up. Watch the Geektainment channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's geek approved. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. That break went by fast since everybody was so excited about talking about their side hustles. So here's what I want to do in the second half of the show. So each of you have got something going on. I'm going to assume that means a lot of young people in our audience have stuff going on. And what I wanted to do is give you guys a couple of work hacks 
that you can apply to whatever your side hustle is so that you can decide whether or not you think there's a future there and if there is how you can better organize your time to achieve that success and that's probably going to be especially relevant for you Miss Alana. I hope so. Okay so first things first everybody think through your individual side hustle that you just shared with me and everybody out there in podcast land do the same thing. <laughs> the first question is does your side hustle have an audience? So Tony I'll use you right out of the gate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yours has an audience. So saltwater fish aquariums are incredibly sophisticated and difficult to get off the ground. The fish are more expensive than freshwater fish. The kill rate or die rate or whatever you call it, the mortality rate, uh, is very high. Yeah. So you end up having these people who really love saltwater tanks because the coral and everything is so gorgeous, but it's a pretty expensive investment because yeah. you kill everything. Mm -hmm. So if you could hire an expert to bring in and help consult as you, Mr. Mrs. Rich Person, who wants that fantastic 500-gallon aquarium in their fancy living room, can you come in once a week and help me keep my tank alive? The answer is absolutely yes. There is an audience for your side hustle. Yeah, I actually, I actually have thought about that, too, and it's one of those things that I've never actually brought myself to do, but I think it's one of the... You're it's right. a real skill you, set. You need to take the leap on that one, especially mm -hmm. because there's like some things that scare me about that, mm -hmm. things like um, being on the hook for people's expensive... <laughs> but you know what? I guess you have to... I mean, you have to learn. I mean, you got to do it, and you know, I trust myself. At the end of the day, I trust myself. I bet I could do it. It's not a problem, but... Okay. I, I definitely... I think... I mean, it's something I could look at, and I mean... And with you, Alana, there are all kinds of people who are in the market for voiceovers because it's a special skill. Uh, and yours, obviously, you've already found yours, Kelsey, with uh, the local filmmaker. So that's mm -hmm. always the first step is do you have an audience for your side hustle? Okay. The second step, you've identified, yes, there's absolutely a side, uh, an audience for my side hustle. How do I target them? So you want to go to where your customers are. So for you, uh, fish stores, online social sites, uh, groups where people are interested, and this, it's such a strong mm. hobbyist. Yeah, different events and uh -huh. such. Yeah. There's a really well-known shop downriver that's like one of the biggest coral sellers. Oh, yeah. Uh, so getting in with them, if they have new customers who come in and purchase coral and want some help to make sure they keep it alive. So the point is you want to go to where your audience is and see if you can start to build connections and network with people who represent your audience. So for you, Kelsey, are you uh, actively pursuing or networking into the local film community here? I mean, since I've done the two, yeah, as far as other like working members, but I haven't necessarily reached out to people who will be watching the films, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. they get showed it like, when they're done being edited at film festivals. Mm -hmm. and I haven't yet gone to one, but I plan on it. Okay, good. Remind me to talk to you afterward about an opportunity that I just realized would fit you. Awesome. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. So that's the second step, right? So to recap so far, we've identified does, I, does my side hustle have an audience and where is my audience so that I can match my skill set with where they are so that they can find me. And then the next step is your competition. So who else is out there offering this service and how do you compare to your competition? Lots of people are out there doing voiceover work, so it's it's uh yeah it's just making sure that you know I know what my brand is, my voice print, so to speak. And so, how is yours different than somebody else's? Oh, it's very hard to say. <laughs> um, I try and at least just market myself um, toward like you know uh, 
like a warm, friendly girl next door, but also can be very like um, direct, professional, you know, just whatever adjectives you're wanting to kind of highlight mm-hmm. and, you know, different um, different reads you can you can provide different uh voices for or, mold, you know mold what I mean? me to what you need exactly. yeah yeah exactly yeah. so universal thank if you, you will mm-hmm. <laughs> but like so products like audible are really big right mm-hmm. and everybody is starting to convert Narration, a lot yeah. of their periodicals even mm-hmm. to online voiceover and so when i think about all of the women's magazines mm-hmm. that probably want female voices reading some of their articles it just seems I like think about that one yeah, yeah there's probably a way for you to sort of stake out a competitive set that you would want to go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Thank I, you. L- I like this formula though because it is it's sort of dawning on me. Like growing up, I always wanted to be a musician. I, I played I play bass. I still do, but I was never good enough. And that was the thing. It was like I had to think about it. Like once it was like, what is your competition? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like it's great. You know, it's great to be a hobby, but I don't. Obviously, I'm not good enough. To Keep make practicing, Tony. Don't ever give up on yourself. And then the last question, and then we're going to circle all of this and tie it in a big bow for you guys. What problem are you solving? So, Tony, yours is actually the easiest. You're solving a fantastic problem, an expensive problem, an expertise problem. So you are a skill for hire that can close a gap that I'm going to assume is is quite valuable in the space. Um, And same thing for you, Alana. Uh, for Kelsey, yours, I mean, I would think that if I'm a local filmmaker in Michigan, that finding good production assistant uh, resources, finding experienced technical people is difficult here because we're not exactly a film mecca. And you might think that it's only two pieces of experience under your belt, but if I'm producing a movie, that's two more pieces of experience than the average young person might have. That is true, yeah. Yeah. So I think that for all of you, think through who your audience is, how you reach your audience, what your competition is, and then adjust your schedules accordingly. And this last piece is probably the most important because as you guys are out there hustling like crazy, spending all kinds of time doing other things, you want to make sure that you don't keep yourself so busy that you don't leave yourself enough time to actually pursue this, especially if there's money in it. And in all three of your cases, there is real money in your side hustle. So the question becomes... How much time can you make sure you are dedicating to pursuing it, to understanding your audience, to making those network connections, to reaching out and getting yourself known, to establishing your portfolio? You have to make sure that you make time so that you can actually invest in that so that when you do meet the right people, you're ready to go. Wow. So much. Your mind Honestly, just got blown. Yeah, I know. My th- that was the sound of my the, my brain all over the microphone. <laughs> but uh, right there. I wish I had an actual sound effect for you. I'd drop it right now. <laughs> so, what are your side hustles, or what is your yeah? Side I was gonna hustle? say you said you had a side is hustle. Is this your side hustle? Bossy skirts, my yeah. side hustle. That's exactly <laughs> right. Giving advice. Uh, yeah. So much needed advice. Obviously, I love in today's to career help field. young professionals. But I'll give you a quick little story. So I was having lunch with a guy on Friday, and he kind of does what I do, although his is for older people and more traditional networking and he was saying how his biggest issue is if he goes and does a presentation or is invited to be a speaker he doesn't have his infrastructure set up so that people can find him and I was explaining you know that's that's actually what I spent three months doing with Bossy Skirt I mean my brand is five weeks old but I spent three months 
building the website, figuring out if I could get a podcast, finding some advice column partners, filming videos. Like you have to spend the time on your business foundation so that when you mm-hmm. launch, that's why I said earlier, when you meet mm-hmm. the right person, you're ready. Mm-hmm. You can whip out your MP3, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of your portfolio. Mm-hmm. You can pull out, you know, your packet of all of the different saltwater fish skills that you bring to the table and you're a real easy roi by the way i can help you on that but i would easily compare how much coral costs and how much chemicals cost and how much fish costs so the first year ownership is probably extremely expensive Mm -hmm. versus you know pay tony to come in for a week and you're going to be saving money in the first year going to set up everybody's stuff (laughs) yeah exactly I, i have a quick question for you now are you benefiting more does it really depend on the side hustle? Are you benefiting more from marketing yourself as almost like a personality or are you better off marketing yourself as like a skill? Uh, I think it depends on the side hustle. Alana, I would say, needs to market herself as a personality. You and Kelsey, I would say, should be marketing yourselves as highly skilled. I honestly do both. Well, because you are both. I mean, let's just... You have to have a good personality because if you're really good at what you're doing and you have a... a shit attitude about everything. Nobody's going to want you around anyway. Well, Honestly. That's, well, that's true. But we'll use Tony's because it's so easy. And I think he can start making money on this really quickly. And by the way, all of our t- well, all of our listeners need to stay tuned because six months from now, he'll be talking about how lucrative the side business call is. Call me up. I'll maintenance your tank for yeah. you. <laughs> Let's say he's a total douche to be around. So I can go and do my dishes while he's there maintaining yeah. my tank. But if he's keeping my fish alive, the that's absolutely important. worth yeah, that's it to me. I think it varies. You yeah. know, Not to talk it, badly like of being... the competition either, but there's a lot of douchebags out there. See, <laughs> Especially like, maintenance your so fish So a tanks. nice fish guy. See, look at you pulling together your marketing <laughs> plan right here in real time. I, I think uh, in your case, it's absolutely both because, you know. I film... want people to like me so they want me to be around and then I can go show them what I do. Well, what I that, that's very true too. Okay, stop <laughs> me with that knowledge bomb. Uh, what I was going to say was, um, you know, film crews. You hear everybody talk. It's very much a tight knit family. Mm-hmm. You're stuck on location for thirty days straight. You better be nice to be around because you know they say only the uh, top performers, you know, get the free diva card. Yeah, everybody that's else honestly one hundred percent true. Yeah. So in I've your business, I think it's both. Right. You have to be technically competent and nice to mm-hmm. be around. You don't want to be butting heads with everybody any, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So the answer is both. So I think what I would describe, uh, what we just covered is uh, everybody needs to develop their marketing plan, right? So you're going to find your audience. You're going to find out how you're going to connect with your audience, understand your competition. Then you put together a business plan, you go for it. So I think side hustles can be easy to um, become a distraction, keep you super busy, and maybe uh, can get your eye off the ball if you spend a lot of time on too many of them. Back mm-hmm. to your conversation with your uncle, Alana. Yeah. Uh, so I think that would be the, the biggest piece of advice I would leave everybody with is make sure that you're structuring your time to really dedicate the right amount of resource to creating your foundation. Then go hustle your side hustle. Awesome. Good? We're good. Thank you. I don't think uh, there's anything else we need to say about side hustles. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think so either. How much? <laughs> Tony's inspired. You on the next episode. I am. I'm ready. I'm ready to go out and like. Yeah, we're gonna talk some people. We're gonna talk on the break about your marketing materials. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for Work Hacks with Bossy Skirt. We will see you here next time.
Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> well... I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous drakes. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. <laughs> 